0: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories of the things you love to do. My name is Russ Froschek, and I'm joined by Christopher Thomas Plant. Christmas Plant, they call him.
1: Hello! How you doing?
0: Sounded a little sick there, but he
1: recouped. (laughs) Hello!
0: We also have Allegra Frank joining us. Welcome, Allegra. Hello! Oh, Oh, even (laughs) more sick. We have a very ill group today, and I don't mean cool. Um, (laughs) Today, we are talking about... We're talking about something that i think not a lot of people think about but i think for a lot of people it is ingrained in their um universal uh consciousness the zeitgeist of culture of society mm. and of course i'm talking about two of the most important stores on the planet mm-hmm. the sharper image mm. and brookstone mm-hmm. do you guys have any memories or thoughts about either of these two stores
2: Um. I love sitting in both of those stores and just hanging out in the massage chairs.
0: Okay. I'm glad you mentioned the massage chairs because honestly, this is my memory of them is I'd go to the mall with my friends. I'd walk into the sharper image with no intention to buy anything, use everything in the store as the poor employees (laughs) stared at me and grumbled about it. Mm-hmm. And, and what would leave like guilt free? I'd leave like crumbs from the food court. I'd leave just like gross child leavings and they wouldn't care. Well, child maybe they would care, but, but I just used that store with reckless abandon and now they're, they're no more. I feel like it only sold three things, four. Well, the we're going to talk about qu- the number of things it sold, but what do you think it sold? The massage chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like the electric
1: balls. Uh, and let like, you put like your hands on, and like mm. electricity would go to them. Slash lava lamps, um, movie statues. Like, oh, it's a life size version <laughs> of Predator. It was always Predator. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the thing that's like it's the size of your hand, and it's like a thousand uh, like dull needles, and then you put your the needles to your hand, and it makes the shape of your hand on
0: yes. the other side. What? Yeah. It, well, or you could put it on your face, and it would make the shape and of your face. It would make face. the shape of your face. It would retain the shape. Yeah, it's like oh. a whole like dense
1: packing of like little dull needles or nails.
0: Yeah, uh, it's really <laughs> the only time when you should put needles or nails on your face. <laughs> Ew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: I, um, and then and then there is tons of other stuff. Tons. Tons and yet, tons and tons of other stuff. I remember
0: stuff. none of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention this because something happened this week. Um, That's very sad, or uh, actually just last week. That's very sad. So Brookstone, I always sort of equate the two, also Hemmerker Schlemmer is in the mix, but I equate Brookstone and uh, Sharper Image. Brookstone very recently just declared their second bankruptcy in 2018, uh, uh, just a couple weeks ago. There will no longer be any more Brookstone mall stores anywhere on the planet. Gone. They're done. They're That's just going to be in airports. Just yeah. in airports. They are still oh, in airports. Okay. <laughs> cool. but, the, but the true Brookstone experience, which, which was uh, experiencing it in a mall, will no longer be. So I wanted to take a look back and see where Brookstone came from, where Sharper Image came from, and sort of look at them. Because when, now, in my memory, I think of them as the same store. But in fact, uh, just the like core idea of them ended up diverging pretty wildly. Uh, I think the branding is very different for each of them and like the things they sold. So, I'm going to talk about the more dull one first, but quicker. And then we'll talk about the sharper image, which yeah. was the bad boy. I want to make sure that we we're stores. on the same page that Brookstone's incredibly dull. Yeah, Brookstone is, I, I remember in my mind thinking it was more interesting. But honestly, Brookstone just started, uh, was started in 1965 by Pierre and Mary De Des, Beaumont. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce Des that. De Beaumont. Uh, they uh, were a husband-wife team, and they started the store. Basically, it was just a hobbyist store. They wanted to sell these like little tools that you couldn't find anywhere else. So, if you wanted mm. to fix like the axle on your train or your window wasn't going down properly on your car, you could um, do that. And I should mention when I say train, I mean like a toy train. Most people don't have trains. <laughs> so they started as this hobbyist, <laughs> hobbyist store. It was uh, first opened um, um, in New Hampshire. And they would sell these uh, these tools, and they were very popular, to the point where they decided, hey, we can sort of start branching into different things. And this is when we start getting into, like, Brookstone as we know it, which is, like, a focus on, like, travel and leisure. Oh, those fancy luggage pieces that you can get at the airport. Or, oh, here's this, I don't know, Bluetooth speaker that you can get at the airport. Basically, all the stuff that you can get at the airport. That's when they started branching in. And they started seeing a little bit of success, but they were still losing money, into the 1980s, they still hadn't seen a profit yet until something important happened. When Ooh. Brookstone started, it was directed, it was they built it almost like a like picture like a um, golf course like clubhouse like it was like a dude den, a lot of like oak and like. Sp- you know, like you should be smoking cigars in there. It was like very unfriendly to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So they thought, you know what? We can make this a little friendlier. So they ended up changing the whole schema of what a Brookstone was and they made it much more open and broad and that ended up being a huge hit for them. Um, And it was this hugely popular deal Um, and it ended up being much more profitable. And through the 90s, they were very profitable. They saw a ton of business. You probably got the catalog growing up. Mm Mm-hmm the famous Brookstone catalog with all those things you'd never buy. Um, So they had a lot of business there. They had a lot of business in malls. And people... It was like a classy place to buy, like, your travel stuff. It wasn't schlocky. It wasn't, like, low rent, although they did sell a lot of crap that you didn't need. But at least it had, like, an air of quality to it. And that worked out for a really long time. They were very successful um, until it wasn't. I feel like a lot of these stores that were focused on selling tools or gadgets or stuff like that ended up vanishing over time just because internet and I'll go a step further. Yeah. I feel like stores. No, but there are stores that still <laughs> vanished.
1: What about bed, bath and body works still exists.
0: Yeah. Are,
1: are any stores? I, I, and there's an honest question. Are any stores doing well?
0: Bath and body works <laughs> is it is it doing well because you, you can't, can't smell the bath on the internet uh, I, I guess
1: smell I guess that's online. the trick is you need, you need something that's got that That only only IRL mm-hmm. like, right clothing sometimes, but you gotta use that bonobos, which reminds <laughs> me.
0: We're sponsored by bonobos. Ben- no we're not <laughs> Don't give them free ads. We are not sponsored by that use
2: code polygon
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they, it, it, things went well for a while, and then in 2014, they filed for their first bankruptcy. Not a good sign, hmm. but they kept trucking. If you, As you well know, uh, bankruptcy <laughs> is not the end. It's only the beginning. Just ask and, Gary Oldman. Exactly. And, <laughs> uh, but they came back with a vengeance for four years and then went into second bankruptcy, and now we see them today um, just exi- existing on the internet, on their website, which still exists, and um, in airports. that's like a whirlwind tour of um of brookstone i guess
2: i never thought about how like i mean not that i go to malls very much anymore but i really have only seen them in airports for like a very long time like i think they've definitely dwindled
0: but i also haven't been in a mall in like a very very long time yeah but they're they're completely gone from malls now they shut them all down which is very sad
1: yeah. Uh, just a correction for everybody. I mentioned Gary Oldman being bankrupt. I, I guess he <laughs> wasn't bankrupt. I immediately <laughs> checked it. Uh, Maybe Gary I'd, Busey. I take it back. Uh, I, you know what? I don't want to. <laughs> I was getting sued. Uh, so uh, nobody, nobody. No, we're not going to name any names. Okay, so nobody's bankrupt.
0: bankrupt. Good for them. Uh, I know. I said that Brooklyn was sort of dull, but um, uh-huh. there w- there has been some controversy over the years. Let me ask you guys something. Does the does the word frogosphere mean anything to you? Don't Google it, Chris Plant. That's cheating. No, I'm, I not, can see I'm, you. Not, I'm not
1: googling anything.
0: Frogosphere. Frogosphere. Um. Nope. N- no. Should. Okay. It? it should. So in the late 2000s, Brookstone sold something called the Frogosphere. Most of their stuff is pretty classy branding-wise. Frogosphere wasn't. Exactly top-notch for them. Wait, can
1: I can I guess what it is off the name? so long alone? as you
0: promise that you did not just google it
1: I promise I did not google it.
0: Okay <laughs> No, you can't even keep is, a straight face it, when he can aqua-
1: Is it an aquarium like no tank <laughs> <genetic> <laughs> <picture> <laughs> frogs?
0: Okay, so uh, so brookston <laughs> sold this thing called the frogosphere basically uh-huh. you got a tank you uh-huh. got two frogs and you uh-huh. got a snail and a bunch of rocks and you basically pour it in. And the idea was the frogosphere was supposed to be this self-sustaining thing where, uh, you would just put in food once every, uh, twice a week. And it would just like the snail would eat the algae, and the frogs would eat the food and it would just like persist forever. So my guess is was
2: pretty close.
0: Sorry. My guess. It was pretty close.
2: Your guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, Your guess cool, was cool, almost cool. exactly right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Now this seems like a fine thing like you don't see any downside to this uh-huh. do you? Um, I I always do because it's a controversy <laughs> Valid uh, It seems that Peto was not super fond of the mm. Fragosphere. Mm. They took issue they said that the tank needed to be much much larger There's some debate about this uh, a lot of people say that the tank was fine The bigger issue was that the instructions a only said feed them twice a week, which is about A quarter of the amount of time that you should be feeding them. You should feed them every other day. And they are carnivorous. So almost immediately, the frogs would eat the snail. And then there'd be a ton of algae. And it would no longer sustain itself. Uh. Uh, This was like sort of a big story in the late 2000s, kind of. To the point where they ended up having to take it off the shelves. Because of the PETA uh, pushback on the frogosphere.
2: I mean, was it only PETA? Because that just sounds uh, gross. Most,
0: yeah, I mean, PETA, most people didn't really care a ton. <laughs> okay. But PETA made a big splash about it, and there was a bunch of articles written about mm-hmm. the Frogosphere. I think mm-hmm. mostly because people wanted to stick Frogosphere in the headline of stories. Sure, sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention that they are still selling some weird stuff, although by and large it is mostly, as you said, massage chairs, luggage. I forget some of the other things you said about what they sell at Brookstone, but mostly it's massage chairs. So they still sell... Well, here's one. I'm not going to go in depth about why I'm saying this is weird, but they still sell the Hitachi Magic Wand, which was very popular for a, a time. It was a back massager oh. with a very specific shape. Uh, there was also They also sell right now a sauerkraut fermentation crock, which was mentioned in a Wired article. This is a fermentation crock specifically for sauerkraut. So if you're looking <laughs> to make some sauerkraut, you can spend $60 and get yourself a sauerkraut fermentation crock. Uh, My favorite thing that I found in browsing their website, they sell fidget spinner emoji attachments. This is not a fidget spinner. These are attachments for existing fidget spinners that have emojis on them. So if you felt like your fidget spinner was a little bit like lacking in personality, you can stick like unhappy face or like cloud on there and bam, you have an original fidget spinner. That
2: is upsetting.
0: So Brookstone, as we've said, not throwing, but now it doesn't matter because essentially they don't exist anymore. You might see them in an airport, but you know what? They are a shell their for the former selves. Even more yeah. of a shell insofar as they don't exist anymore outside of the internet is the sharper image. Now, the sharper image, as we know, is a little bit schlockier, a little more 80s. When I think of Wall Street, I think of the sharper image of the movie, not the street. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of, uh, you know, raucousness, American Psycho, and Sharper Image. Do you Mm -hmm. guys know where the name The Sharper Image comes from?
2: Um, uh, 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 no. Sharp Electronics.
1: I, I, I I have no, I have literally no idea. Take a stab. I mean, my, my guess would be um, you know, like in a, in a movie where they're like,
0: enhance.
1: And then it enhances and the image is like blurry and like, sharper image. And then like, you can see what's going on that it was something like that.
0: Yeah, That's interesting. You are not that far off. Okay, so the creator of the sharper image was named Richard Thalheimer. Mm-hmm, and sure. in the early 1970s he started a company that sold office supplies. And he named it The sharper image. Now, with that information, can you guess why it was called the sharper image? Because Uh, he had good printers. Very good. Copy machines. Oh. He had super accurate copy machines. So it was about we could provide the sharpest images possible. Um the copy machine office supply business did not last very long. It seemed like he was a little bit scattered in his focus because by the time he left law school in 1977, he found a different thing to sell. And that thing was a watch. Mm. He found a very cool... It was a waterproof digital chronograph. I'm putting that in quotes, but that's literally what that was. And in the summer of 1977, he found this device, which was like basically runners would use it. It was waterproof, so the sweat or rain wouldn't mess with it. And you could run with it, and it'd be fine. So he he actually reached out to an ultra-marathoner named Walt Stack. And this guy was like the poster child for this watch brand. And now remember, this company does not exist. There's no uh, magazine, there's no nothing for the Sharper Image beyond this object that he wanted to sell. Mm -hmm. So he ended up uh, buying a bunch of ad space in a variety of magazines selling this specific watch. He was the retailer for this specific watch and he put the Sharper Image and this watch on there. And it ended up being massively successful. They sold for $70 a piece. He took out an ad in Runner's World magazine, very popular. And uh, apparently the, just the name Walt Stack was enough to move these watches. Um, wow. And thus, he started seeing the true business, the true future that was the sharper image. Gadgets. <laughs> Fun, wacky gadgets. What's the what's matter, Chris Plant? Yes, uh, the way the world works,
1: you know, just how like <laughs> things go from one thing to the next, and like, oh, why am I not a trillionaire? Because you <laughs> haven't met Walt Stack yet. Who's yeah. your Walt Stack? I guess that's what I'm missing.
0: <laughs> uh, he so after this success, he saw he basically just leaned into this idea of like gadgetry and stuff like that. Um, and they started selling a variety of different like high tech devices. Sharper Image was one of the first companies to sell the cordless telephone, very big deal. Mm -hmm. The first telephone answering machine, the first handheld microcomputer, the first children's two wheel Razor scooter. Remember the Razor scooter? Mm, Yeah. The Sharper Image was the exclusive retailer of the Razor scooter. This was all coming from the Sharper Image. They pushed culture forward with their stupid. objects. (laughs) Objects. <laughs>
1: so, razor Scooter had to be like the last big thing for them.
0: What was razor Scooter? Well, actually, the last like big push was from their Ionic Breeze air purifier, and they uh. had a lot of a lot of business. Brookstone does this too. They sell these air purifiers that are very popular. Um, I guess they work; they make the air clean, but they end up being pretty successful. Um, and they did really well for a while. Um, in two thousand three. Their revenues were seven hundred and sixty million dollars. Wow! Uh, and they were profitable and doing well, and things were going great. And that's the end. Things just kept going great, and there was really no <laughs> no turns whatsoever. No, um, things were okay in two thousand six. Uh, a hedge fund came in and ended up buying a bunch of the company because they saw a lot of you know promise. Hey, people love these air purifiers and these razor scooters. We're gonna come in. We're gonna make a boatload. The problem is, in, tw- uh, in 2006, Richard Thalmeyer is still there, still at the company. He's the CEO, and he owns a large stake in the company. At this point, he owned 21% of the company, but they, with their money, came in. They bought more than that and forced him out. He's Aww. still on the board with his 21%, but he was removed from his own company as CEO by this horrible hedge fund that hostile just takeover. shoved. over. It was a hostile takeover. They shoved him out. But there's good news for Richard Thalmeyer. In 2006, as I've mentioned, they came in and um, ended up buying Richard Thalmeyer out of his 21% with a very generous offer of $9.25 per share, which ended up being worth $25 million for Mr. Richard Thalmeyer. Good on him. Two years later. Now, remember, he sold them for $9.25 a share. Two years later in 2008. Any guesses what the stock for a sharper image was worth?
2: I'm going to say 2 45 I'm going to say $2. like
0: $0.70.
1: Cents. 29 cents a share. Yeah. I, because, was gonna, well, I mean, uh, if they uh, bought him out at nine, they probably had to offer him like multiples of whatever it was at the
0: time. Yeah. Gordon Gecko over here dropping some knowledge
2: i've never had money i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so he ended up making uh, a lot of money off of that and this poor company uh got kind of screwed it um thankfully sharper image still exists but again only as a website um, and a brand it's owned by the company called camelot venture group they also own the cavaliers they own fathead those Dumb sports stickers you can stick on your wall that's super giant. <laughs> yeah. And one eight hundred contacts. Oh. Uh, so they're pretty diversified. Um. And as as I said, they still run the website at present. On the website, as of this recording, on the homepage of the website, they are selling selling something called the hover helmet, which is one hundred and twenty dollars. It is a sports helmet that sits on your desk and hovers between two magnets. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> so you have to admit they're, they're nothing if not um, consistent and um, I just yeah. have a big soft spot for them you know I, I, my memories of going to the mall and, and really taking advantage of them very very strong and I know a lot of people have a similar uh, soft spot
1: if people still need their like fix I cannot recommend enough finding a way to go to the consumer electronic mm. What's the S stand for? C- yes. yeah, in Show? Vegas. Uh, yes, at, at the <laughs> beginning of every year. Um, talk about just aisles and aisles and aisles of this sort of like gadget junk that nobody is ever going to use. It was the first place that I saw a speaker that defies gravity, which is probably the technology <laughs> that was used for this this helmet.
0: Uh, and it was like a speaker, I think it's proprietary. Little... Actually, they don't want to highlight how it, how it works. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, it's top secret. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it, it is just full of a thing that somebody uh, hopes you know some random company will come and look at their weird gadget and be like, well, we won't use that, but we'll use whatever technology is inside of it, uh, and we'll buy it. Or Sharp Image comes along and is like, nope, it's good as it is.
0: <laughs> don't Oops. change a thing. Cool,
2: perfect.
1: <laughs> I just don't so. know
0: who the audience is for most of this stuff. Like, okay, the predator thing.
1: I, you know, it feels like a very, and this is dumb because I'm sure uh, all Gen Xers who listen to this podcast are going to be like, ah, go back to eating your avocado toast. But when <laughs> I think of Generation X, I think of a generation of, oh, I'm going to dump on them, of like <laughs> slackers who then fell into just immense amounts of wealth. <laughs> and and i mean this is like my uh aunts and uncles the younger ones who they like like oh yeah sure i guess i was working at this job and i get all this money and i'll move into like a hip loft and i'll go to you're um, talking
0: like, about the dot-com boom people
1: yeah like or original dot-com boom sure. um and even like slightly before that just like economy at its highest heights you know mid 90s mid to late 90s mm. Um. And like, yeah, I, I picture that person and it's like, oh, I'm not going to use my money on like avocado toast. Their avocado toast was like lava lamps. <laughs> Full-size <Full-size-size-size. laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, this, this seems nice. This is a thing that I wanted. And it's kind of fitting too, right? Because if you think about that generation, if they were kids in like the mid 70s to early 80s, a lot of the kind of. Junk of the sharper image is inspired by a lot of those like wacky goofball toys of that period just turned adult. So I, I could see how that would play to kids who grew up during a really bad financial period growing up having all this just throwaway money and like hawking it on total gadgetry junk. Yeah. That's my crackpot theory. Huh.
0: Uh, So I wanted to highlight, I know I already highlighted some of the weird stuff Um, Brookstone was selling, the sauerkraut uh, fermentation crock I mentioned. Um, Things get a little more interesting at Sharper Image. Just wanted to go through some of the uh, more interesting things they've sold over the years. We'll start with the basic one. Uh, In the 80s, they sold a fake car phone antenna that you could stick on your car to convince people that you had a car phone. Wow! Mm. Now, I realize you guys didn't grow up at this, in this era, but if you had a car phone, you were a big deal. Dr. Dr. Richard Kimball in the movie The Fugitive had a car phone. He was a big deal, and if you have an antenna on your car that shows you have a car phone, you're a big deal. That guy killed so, his wife, right? No, it was the one-armed man. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of cars, they also sold a $500 torso named Gregory. Wait, what? A torso? Yep, they sold a the torso. Uh, Gregory was a male torso mm-hmm. that you w- was like very, well, I wouldn't say very realistic, but certainly if you were mm. squinting and far away, it might look like an actual male person and you could put it in your car or your living room to convince people that you were not alone so that you wouldn't be messed with.
2: Wait, so, okay, so it has a head and everything. It just cuts off after the waist.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say everything, but yes, it has a head and a torso. (laughs)
2: I literally thought you meant just the torso. Oh, just the torso.
0: Yeah, no, sorry. I should have specified there's also a head. (laughs) Um, So he was $500, and it seems like a, a safe move. You could dress him however you want. The ad actually says you can garb him in sports casual or business attire, or mm-hmm. even put him in a tux for formal occasions. Mm-hmm. How would you dress, Gregory?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just imagining, like, all of us having our own Gregories, and, like, we're just like, oh, uh, yeah, no, someone, uh, someone's in the other room. They need me. It's my friend Gregory. And we're like, wait, my friend Gregory's here, too. <laughs> and everyone just has a friend Gregory over.
0: And it's a torso.
2: And it's just a torso. No head. Uh-
0: Uh, One more kind of bonkers thing that the Sharper Image sold. Um, So the Washington Post wrote an article in 1986. Uh, Sadly, there was an accidental shooting because someone was playing with a toy that looked like a gun. And uh, it seemed that the Sharper Image uh, sold a very, very accurate replica of an Uzi submachine gun for $200 that would fire blanks. Uh, the um, description of the, um, the gun in the magazine said it would fire these caps, 32 rounds of caps in four heart-stopping seconds. So you could get an ultra-realistic Uzi from the sharper image. They eventually stopped selling that. But for a time, that was where you went Perfect. if you wanted to get shot by a cop. <laughs> Pretty effective. <laughs> Grim. Uh, uh, one, one last one, they are in the new generation because they do also do sell an iPhone breathalyzer for $150. So if you wanted to make sure you knew how drunk you were before you got in your car and you didn't want a cop to do it for you, boom, $150, the thing is yours. I feel like that is actually useful. Am I wrong? I mean, I think if you're borderline enough, I would say you probably shouldn't be driving.
2: Actually, yeah, if you have to like take your own breathalyzer test. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not, sure. that's not a good sign. Actually, if you can operate the app, you're probably fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Sharper Image doesn't exist anymore except on the website. Um, that's really like it. And it may, yeah, it bums me out because they were of another uh, of another era and I missed them. And Actually, I wanted to herald their weird history.
2: Now that you talk about them more, like I remember Brookstone better just because like we had them in the mall and I would share those chairs. In the well, I just like, you know, the chairs were so inviting.
0: What mall did you go to, Allegra?
2: Like the Palisades and Galleria. Huh? And Westchester.
0: Yep. Westchester.
2: I did not go to the Westchester mall because I was not bougie enough. But anyway, <laughs> so I would go to, usually we just go to Brookstone. But I do remember having a fondness for sharper image. Um, I think maybe we got the catalog or something. And I do remember poring over that because I thought the gadgets were really cool. And I completely forgot about that until you I think I ordered
0: it. a Virtual Boy off of the Sharper Image catalog. Wow. And then regretted it. <laughs> because it de- I ended up canceling the order. I never got it. Oh. We've talked about this in the past, but yeah. I never got it. Oh, sad. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty much all I have on Sharper Image, but I do want to get into reader-only memories real quick. Mm-hmm. Go Reader. for it. Please. only
2: memories.
0: Okay. Uh, this reader-only memory comes from Mary McLovin. Once I was, 14- <laughs> oh, good name. Once, when I was fourteen, I went uh, with my family and two friends uh, Christmas shopping at the mall. We spent forty-five minutes in the store trying on the massage, uh, trying out the massage chairs. And some girls came up to me and asked me if my hair was a weave because it looked and felt so nice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> very odd story from Mary McLovin, but very interesting nonetheless. Uh, we have another story <laughs> from Lovely Livia. Uh, uh, I got a CD player. Lira. I got a CD player that was inside a huge replica of a VW Beetle for Christmas. Do you remember seeing this? The weird VW Beetle CD player. I remember this. No. Okay. Well, yeah. We talk about bougie. Uh, after begging and pleading for it in the Sharper Image magazine, it broke the first time I used it, forever trapping my copy of the first Harry Potter movie soundtrack inside. Oh, the two thousands! What a time!
2: These are excellent.
0: <laughs> you know, you
1: know what? Um, I think uh, another reason why sharper image had to die is and maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, technology has gotten so standardized. Like, what do you mean? One, one mm-hmm. your phone does most everything, right? But two, sure. like if you're buying a piece of technology, you are buying the best one. Like you go out and you're like, oh, I need a, I need a webcam, and like you go and you buy the webcam, or like you're oh, I need, a, I need an Alexa. So you go and buy an Alexa. Oh, you like people like, are researching? Oh, or, or, yeah, but also it's not like, oh, I need an Alexa. And you're like, well, does it look like a cheeseburger? Like, I want one that looks like a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, nobody would do that any, anymore. Where, like, back in the day, it was like, I don't know. It's a telephone. Like, it, it can, it, it, you don't have to worry about proprietary apps for telephones. So you, it just needed to be a telephone. It could look like anything.
0: Mm. Is it possible that I had never just considered that my Alexa could be shaped like a cheeseburger and now I really want one?
1: No, I mean, obviously it would be a hot dog. Actually, I guess you could do both. The show would be a cheeseburger. Or and the, the, the puck, the okay. little puck. Yeah, that's like, oh, that's a slider.
0: Yeah, it could be a slider. Aww. Uh, we have one more reader only memories. This one comes from Sam A. Murphy. I wandered into a Brookstone as a board middle schooler and I remember it being the first time I was sold something under the table. Uh this man knew that I was not purchasing clientele, but he absolutely talked me into buying this dumb clock that I still use ten years later. And he sent the video of the clock. The clock is okay, so picture a digital clock, but on the bottom there's like a little like toilet paper tool, tube of metal mm-hmm. and the clock just rocks back and forth and has a light on it. I don't oh. know how this would be useful. Why do you think I remember this? Yeah. It's like I've seen it a few times. It seems totally worthless i guess the logic would be like the alarm goes off and you hit it and then it's like rocking back and forth and like the light wakes you up by it rocking back and forth mm. i don't understand why it rocks like I, I, there's it,
1: also where the um that's not how a sentence construction works <laughs> there there were the the clocks that were like it's like a wire with led light on it and then it moves back and forth really really fast
0: oh no it, it wasn't like those
1: words out in the air
0: yeah, those are cool. Yeah, those are cool. It was not cool. like that. Cool, those are cool. But but it's still working ten years later, and uh-huh. I do want to call out. I used, as I still use a sound machine to sleep, but I use yes. the same sharper image sound machine for twenty two years of my life. Wow. Wow. So say what you will about the sharper image. Sometimes they make pretty good stuff, except for that B- VW Beetle. Yeah. Except for that. Yeah. 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 So Uh, I'm sure Predator's still kicking around after many years. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Should we we tell everybody the hard news? Yeah, it's not hard news. Hard news.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna break the news. Are you ready?
0: This is a scoop.
1: We're going on a hiatus. Wait, no, don't say it like that. We're (laughs) We're canceled, everybody. It's, it's over, pack the bags, the show's done! No, it's, it's not true at all. It's, it's, actually it's, really, it's actually really good news, I think. <laughs> um, Frush has had uh, an excellent idea of how to make a show more enjoyable, so I will let him take take
0: over. Well, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much about what we have coming, oh, but okay. I do want to say, um, while we're going to be taking a short break um, yes. after this episode, we will absolutely be back in the fall which really i know that might seem like it's a far away away but right now it's august so don't worry about it it won't be that long at all we'll be back for a new set of episodes a season two if you will season one was apparently 40 episodes long (laughs) season two won't be that long but we're going to be doing um uh m- multiple episodes focused. sort of based around a, a general theme but yes. dial- diving into very specific things ar- around that theme i don't want to d- say more about it than i have you know what people can do in the comments they can what? guess the theme
2: <gasps>
0: you know, feel free to guess the theme
2: <laughs> what do you win if you get it
0: uh and admiration. Our admiration and respect this, this is going to be emboldened. like
2: a who killed Mr. Burns thing where the only person who gets the right theme is like on some really, really tiny message board and we never see it. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's going to be like. So this is
0: this. Do not worry. This is all good news. We are taking a little bit of a break. But you know what? All the biggest podcast ta- podcasts take breaks and can't say the word podcast. Serial. <laughs> Took a big break. Remember them? Uh, <laughs> everybody loved season two.
2: <laughs> let's not R- compare ourselves to that
0: one. RFK tapes. It's probably going to take a break after a while. Like, how many tapes could they have? Yeah. So we fun. will be back uh, very shortly. Um, but we appreciate all the support uh, you've given us over se- season one. We really love all you guys and all the reader-only memories, things that you guys have sent in. I have one request by you, for you guys, Christopher, Plant, and uh-huh. Allegra. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you learned this season?
2: Oh. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned that I really want to go to Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, yes. And ah. I learned that I really never want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> ever. And I learned that I really want a TI 83 graphing calculator again. Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I learned that you can't trust the Guinness Book of World Records.
0: <laughs> Very good thing to learn. Yes, their records are terrible. Um, I learned about Death Ball. Remember Death Ball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Dodgeball episode. Very good. Yeah. Um, I, uh, thinking back to the Street Fighter, the movie episode, uh, episode, and how raucous the set was on that was excellent. Oh, yeah. And. Um, you know what? I learned that I enjoy spending time with you guys. Oh,
2: Aww. thank you. Thank you. The
0: more, most important thing to learn is friendship. If people want to continue spending time with us, you can find us on
1: Twitter. I'm at Plant, with the E at the end. Allegra.
2: Oh, I'm at Legs Frank. Yeah.
0: And I'm at Russ Freshdick. And you can find uh, the show at... What?
2: The
1: show, where are we on Twitter? Fresh. I was setting you up. Oh,
0: the Twitter. I I was like, how would they know? Like, how would they be listening if they haven't found the show yet? Yes, the show has a Twitter account. It's called The History of Fun on Twitter. Don't forget that The History of Fun is not the account. It's The History of Fun on Twitter. That's where you'll
1: be the first to find out the new theme. You will find out when the date uh, that we're returning. And I have a special thing just for uh, people who follow on the Twitter account. I will be in Tokyo at Tokyo Disney Sea uh, in mid September, and I will live tweet from the park on that handle. So oh, if you boy. enjoyed that episode, I will be broadcasting live a very special Tokyo at Sea. Tokyo at Sea, Disney Tokyo <laughs> Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo at Sea. It's going to be great, and I can't wait to to share that experience with
0: everybody. So make make sure you follow that account. Uh, make sure you do not unsubscribe from us. We will be back real soon. But until then, this has been the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories of the things you love to do. Goodbye, leap those dips. <laughs>